0: What up though? Yo, growing up, I only ever had two constants in my life. My granddad's basement and my granddad's basement. There's something you can ride to, some you can vibe to, some you can chill to, some you, you, you can smoke to, something that'll make you think, something that'll make you feel good. Now, I, I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? How deep you want to go? How deep you want to go? What is good, everybody? Welcome to the basement. I was, I left off the last episode. I'm going to try to make this a standalone, even though it's kind of a part two. I'm going to go into mental health and kind of my views on my personal mental health. And how I got to where I'm at today based on just a background and lifelong of instability. If you've listened to the last couple episodes, I think I've built up to kind of a good point to go into to where I'm at with mental health right now today. But even if you go back to the last episode, I'm talking a lot about uh, my military service leading in a military fashion and my brain kind of forming and formulating around that. And then getting to a point where I started a family and realize serving's not what I want to be doing with my time. There's a lot here that doesn't fit me and there's a lot of me I don't want to give to this profession. And when you think about our service men and women, that that's not the ideal individual who should be serving and I recognize that. and as soon as I recognized that, I was not capable of serving at the highest level. To put service before self, which is one of the three Air Force core values, if you can't do these you know three simple things just to start with, maybe you you should reevaluate if serving's for you. and I did that, and I did it with myself. but let's let's go back even before that. like just I think just the way I grew up as I explained just in the podcast to date, just a lot of instability, a lot of uncomfortability, and a lot of arguably unsafe situations i was put in just being around certain people or or certain places and circumstances and i think that's just things that come with having a a, a teenage parent having teenage parents you know they they're still navigating through life they're still trying to figure out who they are and you throw in you know another human being along with that who's trying to figure out life and figure out who they are it just it landed From what I've seen, it lands those types, my types, into, uh, you know, unideal circumstances and leaves your brain, I mean, for lack of a better word, just fucked. And I got to spend the duration of my life, at least for the foreseeable future, in the past several years, starting several years ago. After the age of thirty, I'm thirty six now. So it's the last few years, and for the foreseeable, at least near future, trying to unfuck myself. You know, the way I grew. I'm, you know, I got all undiagnosed. All right, habitual self-diagnoser. Raising my hand, I get it. But I don't ever want to, you know, claim I'm something I'm not. But I have certain tendencies, and like I have, I'm not. I don't have obsessive compulsive disorder. I don't believe I have a disorder, but I do have obsessive compulsive tendencies. Like I used to walk through high school and even prior to high school, but I would count steps, my, the, the amount of steps I would take, but from first period to second period, second to third, so on. And even now to this day right now, I count stairs. If I'm going up or down a flight of stairs, I uh, I count them. And that's always been the case. My, uh, my middle school had two flights of 12 steps to get to the top, South Middle School, 24 steps. Memorial High School had 10 steps, two flights of 10 steps to get to the second floor. So it was 20 steps. My, my crib right now, I got a set of 11 and a set of four. It's so 15 steps. Multiples of five used to drive me crazy. Uh, multiples of three would drive me crazy. Uneven numbered steps would drive me crazy. Um, not, it, it, I shouldn't say it drive me crazy, but it would bother me enough to think about it beyond the last stair. You know, I would continue to think about it until a new thought came into my mind, and whether that was algebra class, or saying what's up to whomever's house I'm walking up the the porch to to go to. So, just definitely, th- there's something there, and I also believe, you know, again, undiagnosed, but I got enough friends, and I've done enough uh, medication to to feel a calming sense uh, with ADD. So attention deficit disorder, uh, I don't believe, I know plenty of kids who are ADD and plenty of kids who are ADHD or, and some improperly diagnosed who do, who have the diagnosis, who shouldn't. And well, cause I think to an extent, everybody has attention deficit, but I got a really Personally, I have a really, really hard time keeping focus. Like, I don't read very much. It's one of my goals. I love the idea of reading, expanding the mind. Uh, you know, I, I I listen a little better than I can I can read. But if I'm reading, I don't I don't one I don't retain information. You know, when I'm done. But also, I don't know what I just read. I could read one paragraph. If I just hey read this paragraph and read it fast, I could read it and out loud and make it sound articulate. But to analyze it. Oh, let me hold on. I didn't know you needed me to analyze it. Let me go back, and that takes a much, much more focus for me to actually analyze, even if it's one paragraph. So you multiply that, you know, times a thousand to a full book. Boy, I got, I got problems. I got issues. I just start to wander, and I haven't figured out, for lack of trying, a good tool to, uh, to overcome that. And even when I listen to, whether that be audiobook or listen to podcast. I still find my mind wandering. Uh, no, like oftentimes, maybe a little less than half the time. It used to be worse. I'm still training that, you know. And that's that even reigns true if I'm getting a lecture. You know, the professor could say something. Uh, my coach, business coach, could say something, and I'll go off, kind of thinking about you know that and how I could have implemented that a little bit better, or a situation that I got put in. So I got a real hard time fully getting over things that previously happened. Uh, And I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it. Like I had a conversation with a lady at work, a client displeased with me the other day. And I tried to, I I feel like I did my best. I did. I feel like I I held my own. I I didn't do anything wrong. So it wasn't, I didn't lose any sleep over anything, but I kept replaying how I could have relayed my point better, specifically one little part to really be like, nah, that's not what's going on. This is, you know, this was you caused, not me caused. So I think, you know, there's some obsessive compulsive issues. There's some attention deficit issues. I got a real hard time paying attention to things that aren't routine. If it is out of the routine and most things are, you know, everybody has their own routine. Wake up, brush your teeth, make some coffee, maybe eat a little breakfast, uh, go to work, uh, sit behind your computer screen for however long, or you know, if, or whatever your job may be, do that. You know, get home, dinner, put the kids to bed, go to sleep yourself. That's most people's routine. And within that, there's always variables, and I got a hard time adjusting to those variables and and paying attention to certain things when they come up. So so it's just continually to to battle. Through that, and be the best version of myself I can be to be there for people, pay attention, receive all things that are coming in in an appropriate manner, and all the while battle anxiety. Right? So, this is another one undiagnosed, but I've done there's plenty, I've done plenty of reading, hours, hours of research you know, watched multiple hours of of videos of people with general anxiety disorders and the looming thing. Like for a while, I was like, dang, am I depressed? Is this anxiety? You know, mental health is tricky, but it's definitely not depression, though I do get depression just like anybody else, right? So there's times when I'm down and maybe I just want to be alone or wish I could just go take a drive or just really want my alone time. and And sometimes I'll take that, at, uh, at, at a cost. Like, I'll just stay up really late. Say I stay up till 2, 3 a.m. to get three, four, five hours of me time, watch a movie, drop a podcast, maybe make some music, maybe just do a little bit of writing, something like that, but that's at a detriment to my, my, my wellness and well being for getting a lack of sleep that will drain me the next morning. So that's all stuff that I'm continuing to work on. But so, but when I was talking about anxiety and depression, like I I get down like anybody else, whether that be, you know, you're going through a a divorce or work's not going your way or you're fighting with your wife or, you know, you're just struggling with with being a parent just anything that could, you know, cause you to get down. I kind of recognize that when I have this, uh, that feeling of numbness. And it really, it really hit a pinnacle when my second son was born. I just got low. I had whatever the dad version of postpartum depression is. Like, I legit had that. I didn't take any joy. Uh, the, the kid I wanted uh, kind of minimal to do with, he wasn't bringing me happiness or joy. And I, I've since well worked past that. As almost thoughts that I don't even remember anymore because it was so so foreign and so isolated. I didn't experience that with the first one. I haven't experienced it since. But to be in an actual depression was... It was interesting to go through, but it also helped me put in perspective, okay, I'm not depressed and I don't have depression. Although I'm depressed right now, like I don't have a problem with depression. And the times when they do come, when I do feel down, when I do feel detached, and I am would would be quote-unquote detached, I'm very open with it. I like to talk to people about that, and whether that's my friends, my boss, my wife. Like, hey, I'm feeling down. Recently, it was my back. I found out some wild shit in my back. Uh, Basically, what's going on in my spine has been trying to fuse itself together for probably most of my life. But it's gotten exponentially worse over the past couple of months, at least six to eight weeks. Like It's getting worse and worse, and I can feel it getting worse and worse. And that really like had me feeling down and sad for a while. And, and while it's still something, I'm like, ah, damn. It's really getting myself into the state of mind where spinal stenosis is something everybody's going to have, whether you get it when you're 50, 60, 70. It's common. So just the fact of the matter is it, it came to me early. So it's just dealing with that and just working the stretching, the always staying loose, keeping the diet proper, working that just into the routine. So it just becomes habit. And unfortunately, instead of being 55 when I start doing the uh, find find this stuff out, I'm 25 when I find this out. So that's when it was discovered. However long things started to fuse them. You know, di- well, so stenosis and I, I don't know necessarily where my spine it is. I need to get some new imagery. but the discs between each one of your little spinal what's a spinal just called your spine vertebrae, your spinal vertebrae. Uh, there's, there's cartilage in between your discs, the discs between your, your vertebrae, and those eventually erode and blow out, and it's basically arthritis. So you get bone on bone action. And every movement I make, I you know, crack, 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 pop 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 every now and then a rib will slip out of place and, and slip back in and that is tremendous pain that knocks me out for days or sometimes I'll be stretching back will go out sometimes a leg will will have a little bit of numbness you know sometimes i, I can't get up off the ground or up there's a, it's really difficult to get up, up out of bed so it's very important for me to continue to exercise take care of my body keep the core strong keep the back as strong as possible uh, just to be able to to fucking move honestly so as i You know, deal through that stuff. That was the last depressions I got in. But I I did realize recently, like I have some type of anxiety, and there, there's so there's a lot of parallels between depression and anxiety. But I found one differentiating thing, which was where I could pinpoint on the nose what it's affecting me, and it's this this uh, feeling of impending doom, and I felt like this kind of my whole life, and that goes back to you know, prior to military service, just the way I grew up. Things are always, always going to go wrong. Something's going to happen. I'm going to have to upgrade. I'm going to make new friends. Remember I went to something like six or seven different schools. And schools only 12 or 13 years long, I guess, for counting kindergarten. Uh, it's not that long of a period. So for basically every other year, on average, I'm, I'm switching schools. Like, that's, that's, that's a problem. That's problematic. All right. You know, and a lack of a father in the home for a good chunk of that and just reaching out for some type of male influence. And and it wasn't there. And then when my dad does come back around, you know, it's a lot of things went unsaid and have still been unsaid to this day. And who knows if we're ever going to get a chance to to say them. But, you know, time will tell on that. But just the lack of somebody in control really ca- you know, caused me to have to step up and do adult type stuff at a very young age. Wake myself up, brush my teeth, cleanse myself. That was a cook for myself. Clean up after myself. All on me from single digits. Seven years from se- second grade, seven years old, I started waking myself up, brush my teeth, cleaning, went on, washing my own nuts, unsupervised, taking showers on my own. Most kids don't have it like that. Most kids aren't Five, six years old, pushing a chair up to the countertop, getting some mac and cheese out the cabinet. All right. Filling up the pot with water, boiling water to make macaroni and cheese. It's You know, I can't imagine my my oldest is he's almost four. I can't imagine him in three years boiling water like there's that's a big gap you know, props to to all those latchkey kids out there who grew up and accepted those responsibilities put on with themselves. But that that could be at a detriment. You know, that can set your, your progress back. You know, having to progress too fast can set later progress back, in my humble opinion. And that's always left me feeling like something is Something's going wrong. This doesn't feel right. So therefore, something is always going to be going wrong. And you know, most recently in my adult life, it's been you know the loss of a close family member. Uh, It's I guess specifically in my house, whether that's me, my wife, or one of my children. Like I have that. Just I'm I'm riddled, and that probably sounds really normal. All parents have that. Mine's to an extreme. Or I feel like it's pending. Like the the visions have been foretold. It's already been poured into me. This is what's going to happen. You're going, somebody is, you're going to have a devastating loss. It might be you, you you know, it might be devastating for others and we might take you off this earth. And and I just don't know. and And I'm having a hard time getting over that right now. That's today, but let's go back. Let me rewind a little bit to to when I separated from active duty. So I got all this stuff going on in my mind. It, it's just it's it's here, it's there, it's everywhere. It, it's just a blast. It's a spider web. It's you know my brain's always throwing shit at the wall it's and some sometimes things connect, sometimes things don't. But when I go back to my military separation, that's when I realized something was wrong. That's when I kind of started putting all these thoughts together. like something's actually not right with me or at least if it, you know, if that's a little too harsh, like there's some things that need to be addressed, brought to the forefront and corrected. And the beta version of those thoughts was just, man, how, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I here? Where did I come from? What's going on? And I was actually, I was talking to a friend of mine and he was, you know, I was bringing up just some of these thoughts, some of these battle internal battle, battles I was having, just things relationship with my dad, him raising other males or having a, a more more of a hand in raising other people's children than he had in raising me. That was the specific conversation. And uh, my boy CJ, he, he says, well, you can't hold on to that spite. That's that's going to hold that holds you back you know from 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 you know progressing and having positive thoughts and, and, and you know being the, the the truest best version of yourself and i really was like yeah you know what that was a great in the moment perspective that i was able to sit down chew on it you know swallow digest and like yeah that that is right so that moment helped me release release a little sense of, of spite in, in that context So it's been little things like that, but where I really started to explore my feelings was post-military separation on my second use of psilocybin. Um, And it didn't have anything to do with the separation at the time. It connected itself to ultimately making me feel better. Uh, But let's go back again. So 2001, 16 years old, called the Weed Man, uh, weed man said he ain't had no weed. I'm like, well, what the fuck he said? But I got fungus. I Said, what the fuck is fungus? I said, mushrooms, magic mushrooms. I said, oh shit. So I look over at my boy, one of the homies is with me, and I would love to have him talk about this experience we had because it it it, it was fun to say the least. But it was really cool to experience, you know, with somebody is a really good friend of mine we were best friends, inseparable in seventh grade. And then we kind of split paths just from seventh to eighth grade. Then into high school, we really, you know what? We were probably still kicking it in eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade, but he got into more drinking, a little more hard drugs. I was still an athlete, a jock, kind of still performing all right in school. And, you know, we rode different buses. We lived in different neighborhoods. So we, we, we did grow apart, but at this, at this moment, we, uh, We came together. We decided we were going to kick it. And sure shit, we got some shrooms and and, and had a great time. Now, at that time, so this is my first mushroom experience. So at that time, I didn't think anything of it. I, I didn't know anything about it other than... It was a drug, and small town Eau Claire kids like to do drugs back in the 90s and early 2000s. You know, it all started with the Ritalins and Adderalls. Like I said, I had plenty of friends, ADHD, ADD, prescribed Ritalin or Adderall, which is just over the counter methamphetamine, Uh, really. So we crushed that up. It got to a point, taking them wasn't good enough. So we would crush them up, snort them. You know, I would get to first period, somebody would slip me a Ritalin and take a bathroom break. After I show up to, to class late, crush up with that shit in the stall and sniff like a five milligram. Oh, you want to get real crazy? Let's do a fifteen time release and snort that shit. Great fucking ideas. The, the the best ever. Didn't but and it was all about getting fucked up. All about getting hot. So come to the mushrooms. Yeah, of course I want to do mushrooms. What the fuck? So we do this and you know no research. I don't know anything about anything positive or negative as far as, uh, magic mushroom use goes and just went in and ultimately had a great time, you know, shrooms kicked in. We were inside for the beginning and probably the peak and a lot of laughing, a lot of, uh, I don't want to say visuals, but kind of, you know, not ho- okay. Visuals, but not hallucinations. Uh, I don't know if anybody, if you've never had, uh, a hallucinogenic experience. It's gonna be difficult to grasp probably the rest of this podcast. But uh, it, it, at the end of the day, it was a good time. And what my takeaways are, I don't know. I don't remember. I was not in tune with myself because I was during, it was during puberty. I was not in tune with my body, you know, because it kind of just stopped growing. So I was still still trying to figure that out. I wasn't in tune with my mind. Very very midway through brain development. Not in tune with much, uh, if anything, when it come come to self, self self-realization, self-actualization. That being said, it was a very fun time. You know, it was just another one of those, you know, me and my friends would be sitting back smoking weed, talking like, this shit, you know, and why is this illegal? We're having a great time. Everybody's still functioning. Everybody's, you know, excelling in everything that they're doing. It's not making us retarded. Well, what's the problem here? Couldn't understand it. It was the same thing. Same outcome with mushrooms. That was my takeaway was, well, that was that was fun. That was a good few hours. Um, and I just had a good time reconnecting with, with my an old friend with my first, you know, psilocybin experience. So I go on, this was in Wisconsin, go on to move in with my pop, go on and join the Air Force. and I do that. Then I go on to separate the Air Force. So now I'm in the National Guard. So that separation... Really clicked off in my brain. So now that went, I just went from 2001, fast forward all the way 2013, 2013. I separate from the military. And I'm trying to figure out life and what the fuck is going on. And I spend this, you know, from 2013 to 2015, uh, just in a weird state. It was, was you know, working my, I was still, I even past, I, I stopped doing cocaine in 2016. Yeah. Late 2016, maybe two. It could have been 2017. I I finally stopped, stopped. But for that, from 2013, when I separated active duty to 2015, when I did my next psilocybin experience, um, cocaine was involved. And some of the time it was involved kind of heavily, or at least more than I should have Put my body through, put my brain through, put my heart through. It's really bad. Cocaine is so bad for your heart. I'm sure at this point I've kind of overcame it, kind of cleansed my body, not going to touch the stuff, uh, not planning to touch the stuff anytime soon, just too much, just cut with too much shit these days. You know, maybe, maybe hypothetically in the right circumstance with the right people, with the right state of mind, I would give it a try, but it's definitely not something that interests me in – It's it's not even near uh, a want or desire that I want to go through. But during but during that uh, that year and a half time, separating active duty to my next psilocybin experience, I had a hard time finding myself. Just didn't know where to fit in. I was activated for military, deactivated for military, going to college, not really finding my way in college. Just the the, the way the school system is set up, it just it's not for me. Like I can't, I don't focus in that environment. I like to be active, doing stuff working with my hands, you know, challenge my mind in other ways and through textbooks isn't it's just not my greatest and best use. I'll do it because that's a societal norm and sometimes you have to fall in line with societal norms to make some types of advancements in a lot of contexts, but you got to look for a way to, to overcome that. But I had this psilocybin experience after a year and a half was separated from active duty military doing the part-time thing. And I saw Love portrayed, like I could see the love vibes between a father and a daughter. This was a father and a daughter who I've known her whole life. The, the girl's got an older brother. It's my childhood best friend. He's been on the podcast before, um, but he gave me you know a little bit of a little bit of mushrooms. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I, my takeaways from that were wild. It almost like it reset my brain. All the downness I was feeling. And Megan and I had just split up. This is so Megan and I, we had like a six-month where we were split up in the beginning of 2015, right? So like two weeks after that. This is right before I turned 30. So brain's fully formed, or should be. I'm in a bad spot. I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to how to go through life, not being fully attached to the military. Me and my woman just broke up. God, things are just down, let me challenge my mind and see if I can't make myself just feel a little bit better through substance abuse. Kinda of is one way to look at it. Turns out mushrooms was a great way to, to help collect my thoughts. So I see this love between a father and daughter. That was my main takeaway. You know, I, Yes, I felt great during the, the physical was good, the physical feeling, no pain mind clear mind firing funny thoughts having a good time but seeing this joy this love that one of my my longest and oldest friend looking at his daughter and her looking back at him and to see this this field of of love between them it blew my fucking mind and made me rethink my thoughts towards parenting and fatherhood i didn't have any kids at the time i was you know i was single at the time so it just made me really, really contemplate, wow, that, that, that feeling, the feel of that feeling is beautiful. So I can't imagine what it's like to feel that. And fast forward a couple of years, I have, have some kids and understand it a little bit better that what that presented to me. So the knowledge presented, the knowledge of the psilocybin presented familial love Towards me and I really it really helped me I, I came out of it and then I then I started doing the research It wasn't until after my second psilocybin experience which was 13, 14 years after my first psilocybin experience then I started doing some research and how this can reset the mind really help with depression, anxiety just make one feel better just connect your mind to itself. And make you really, really think and acknowledge where you came from and who you are. And that can help clear up an understanding of where you're going. And that was just after, after a small dose. So that was 2015. All right. So I come away from that just with real, a real positive sentiment towards mushrooms, I, I loved every moment of the. It was a you know four six hour feeling. Drifted off to sleep, and I wake up the next day feeling just fine. And I sat back and I think about it for a day, two days, two weeks, and continue to think about just those moments and and what the next time could potentially be like. If I and this after doing a lot of research, if this is something that you're interested in, at, at, on any level, start just look just doing some research. There, there's so much stuff. I mean, just public information, blogs, extrapolate what you can from blogs and other people's experiences. That's just something in life. Just if somebody else has more experience than you in a certain field, you should probably listen to that individual. Like nobody's going to be able to look me in the face and tell me marijuana is a problem when I can give you just evidence upon evidence where it's not for people's lives it, you know and that's just one one little example of somebody having experience in something like going forward so so if if it does interest you dig in do some research listen to some Joe Rogan experience listen to Ari Shafir, uh get on the blogs just a lot uh, uh, Dr. Paul Stamets uh S T A M E T S the world's leading fungal researcher. The guy's on another level, um, but has a very deep understanding and, and wisdom of all things fungus-related. And we're talking uh, psychedelic mushrooms or just regular mycelium mushrooms, shi- shiitake mushrooms, portobello mushrooms. The guy knows all about mushrooms, all right? So uh, the, there's something there to if, you, if you're looking to, to gain some knowledge. But for me, I didn't have another experience from 2015 to like late 2019 it was mid October 2019 had my third experience and from the third one to present it really it really hasn't been off the table i've been continually using it to just rehabilitate my mind and my thinking and really get me clear so when i think back you know separating the military Rather than divulge myself in cocaine, I wish I had a different plug. I wish I had a couple different influences to help me with that transition to say, hey, look into this. All this money, all this money you're putting into cocaine because that shit ain't fucking cheap. Why don't you put half of that towards this and really work on your mental health because you're in a bad spot? You're having a hard time relearning. The language, You're, you know, civilian speak is different than military speak. I had to, even though they're both in English, it's a completely different language. I can speak to military members in, in a room and have a civilian in there, and that civilian feel completely isolated and not understand the terminology. Or I got a buddy, uh, my homie Cody. He only speaks Air Force. So when he's around a bunch of civilians, which he is all the time, like, I have to translate for him. Oh, he just said... Uh, oh yeah, I was talking with my NCOIC and they said that I need to do better at, you know, getting to work on time. That conversation didn't happen, but he said NCOIC. So I had to turn to the table of civilians and be like, that means his boss, (laughs) non-commissioned officer in charge. Even if he would have said non-commissioned officer in charge, people maybe could get it in context because it said in charge. But relearning the language you know focus on on these type of things so i wish i would have you know found this even earlier and it probably would have spared me from uh just getting into some just other just physical ailments you know you using steroids uh i keep i think i've touched on that since the beginning of this podcast and i'm gonna divulge it again real soon just get into just some real real more more detail but what that's The benefits that steroids can have if used properly for the body, there's also a balance point where it's going to counteract and have detriment what I think is on the mind. I went through some, some type of depressions and put me in bad spots and helped me make bad decisions, you know, or yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's phrase it like that. So when I think of you know, from 2019 going forward, oh, I wish I could have gapped that six-year span to, to, to make my mushroom use come come sooner because I use it uh, in, in two different ways. Uh, one, to explore the universe and potential for other parallels of existence. Uh, look into... Parallels meaning you know maybe other dimensions that are just here with us. Humans live in three dimensions. Um, I think is it mechanical quantum physics mechanical. I can't remember. There's there's something like some form of science has an. It's just a. I don't even know if it's a theory, a, a thought, or an idea of there being, you know, some like 11 to 20 dimensions, something like that. And humans only live in three. So who's to say we can't tap into any of those other dimensions? And there's a lot of conversations going on right now of people, they do have more than five senses. It just, they're just anything additional is, it's, it's immeasurable at, at this time with our current technology. But I was listening to a podcast and the guy said, well, yeah, if somebody has like a really good intuition, they're just, they can pick up you know, somebody looking at them isn't for the somebody wants to hurt them. You can into stop bumping the mic. You can intuitize. Uh, somebody wants to hurt you, and they marry somebody or have a kid with somebody who also has high intuition. Who's to say that child's not going to have a super intuition to almost or close to like uh, some type of psychic ability? Now, yes, I know I just went a little a little crazy to the extreme, uh, but let me let me reel it back in. Uh, so with the the potential there be more senses, you know, more type of feelings people can portray, and the the potential for there to be more dimensions you know here in front of us that we can't even know or understand because it's all immeasurable. you know, who say we can't make it measurable or try to tap into that so that's the, you know so I like to use it for uh for exploring, and I also like to use it just as importantly. Uh, for mental health, so a few times a year I like to take. So here's what happened: 2019 had my third experience. Stumbled across, uh, stumbled across some some fungus, and wife took the boys out to uh, some something on ice, something or another on ice, and so I had a few hours alone by myself. In fact, there's a podcast episode. During the time where I ate some mushrooms and before it kicked in, I called my brother and was like, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. So it happened. And I just spent an amazing and beautiful time in my backyard. It was a beautiful Arizona day. I took a small walk, but really, really getting awesomeness and love and nature and the world poured into me it just poured in all the awesomeness just poured in and i'm outside i got this beautiful mountain view and just really seeing the details of the mountains and in a beautiful clear arizona daytime sky still being able to see through to the cosmos um it it blew my fucking mind i was in another place for several hours Several hours. And that was a time. I think it was a Saturday. We were putting the dog down that, that next Monday. So just a couple of days. So I shared just an amazing moment with our, our pup. You know, just me and her, got to thank her for always being there, always being great, always dealing with my shit, being so good and kind to my children. And, you know, I'm sorry your last few few weeks here haven't been great. Thank you for hanging on. We're going to get you where you need to go real soon. So it was nice to be able to have and share that moment with my pup. And that really, then I felt better. Right, so I'm dealing. I've had, and let me let me go back. I've had anxiety attacks. I've been in Target. Vision starts to tunnel in and out. Tunnel in and out. Heart rate goes up. Breath rate goes up. I can't just the feelings. So, and whatever the way I react to anxiety, it's anger, but it's anger based on fear. So I get scared of the way I feel, and the way I react to fear is anger. Right? It's I'm, I'm an attack. I mean, I'm an attack type. So fast forward back again to to this experience. I come off these mushrooms after having just a great several hour experience um, for weeks and weeks felt great, felt just top notch, felt just as as good as I, I could. Like every, everything was well, everything was fine. I had no, not a single worry. My my love meter was was up and full. I was receiving people properly. I feel like I was being received very well, you know. So my messaging, some, something turned in that. And as I was coming down off the shrooms, I got some great time with my sons and my wife, and just the feel goods were were there. It was just like man, the way this feels, during and for a good duration of time after weeks and weeks after. I feel so good. I feel good about myself. I feel good about my life. There's way less worry. I want to make this regular. So that's kind of towards the end of 2019. So let's go into 2020 pandemic hits. And I think I had some, some mushrooms. uh, I did. Oh, okay. So here's what, okay. Yes. That led me into wanting to explore more. So, in all the researches, I found uh, microdosing. A lot of people microdose, and one of the greatest kickboxers in the world microdoses. And you know, there's a certain way to go about it. I'm not going to go into details of how to do that, but that individual, the kickboxer, you'd be like, yeah, when uh, it's just you know this many days a week, and the days a week I'm off. If that lands on a training day or a you know a fight day, I can tell. I'm that much slower. He's still besting people. You know, but you know, he's a world champion kickboxer, but he can it goes from being able to see things in advance to seeing them as they're coming. You know, and so I was like, well, microdosing maybe something I want to look into. And I did, and I did my proper research and figured out what I wanted to do, and for the whole first, almost the whole first quarter of 2020, I was microdosing four days a week, so January, February, and then into March, before kind of the pandemic hit and started shutting everything down, I was microdosing, and I started a a new position at work during that time frame, and it really helped me focus, Uh, I was just alert, Uh, I was having an amazing time. just throughout the days with how alert and focused I was on things. And it made me, i like I built my whole infrastructure to my job, my my spreadsheets, my main checklist, just the best way to how to go about and do things. All my interactions at work and for work were, were very positive. I was very on top of things. There was putting minimal past me and getting just compliments of you know, man, you look great. Your skin looks great. You look, you appear to be glowing. I've heard that multiple times while on a microdose of mushrooms. Never heard it before. Haven't heard it not when I'm not on mushrooms either. So there's something to, you know, what your body puts out, the the different feelings, what it uh, can do to, to and for your skin and your appearance. And it was it, it was a really interesting time to ex- put my body through that type of experiment and my brain and my brain firing on all, just all, all levels. And then the pandemic hits. So daycare, I think our daycare may have stayed open. And if it did shut down, it, it didn't matter. We brought the boys home. So I was at home from uh, you know mid-March all the way to like, I think it was June, might've been July, June or July. I, uh, I was not microdosing. So I just stopped that. It didn't really make sense to be home with uh, with the with the family and just sitting there taking a microdose of mushrooms. There's nothing like I needed to get done on a high level like I know how to interact with my kids and have a good time and keep them entertained and do diapers and you know so it, it didn't make sense to be microdosing during those time frames, but I would still dose every several weeks. At this point, I like every six to eight weeks, take just a nice regular dose of mushrooms. I don't know. Take that for what you want. I'm not going to get into doses or, but, but what would be low above a micro dose, but not below a heroic dose. It's going to send you to the moon. That being said, I do like to go to the moon from time to time, but every six to eight weeks, just taking a little bit of shrooms really when it's an enjoyable time for me. Right. But But two, the afterwards, once you kind of come down off the shrooms back to this reality, one, you think about everything you just went through on that trip. But then two, you're able to apply that forward. You know, where did I come from? Okay, what did I take away from that? Even if it's one thought, I need to communicate better with my wife. I need to treat my child a little better before bedtime, I don't need to be getting so irritated, you know I don't need to yell when this happens when these type of things happen at work, you know I should react more like this or I should get ahead of that I shouldn't sit on this paperwork. I should get over this procrastination in this context so it's just working at that continual a Step better in one certain context. That's what I like to do for my my regular trips just if I could just get one thought to take away, to make me feel better, that I can implement in my day-to-day life, that's a successful trip because th- th- that's taking it to the next level of what's already going to kind of shed any anxious or depressive thoughts that are going on in your mind. You come out of it you know, feeling legitimately reset. So my last one just a few weeks ago, uh, my birthday as a matter of fact, you know, just a nice little Evening to myself out in the backyard, got some good stretching in, some good body rehab, stay hydrated, eat some fruit, and really just think deeply. And those deep thoughts, okay, you know, here's my takeaway. And now I'm going to implement that. Um, I'd have to go back and look at my notes. The last one was about ego. Um, I would have to look, I don't have my notebook, uh, my, 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 star traveler notebook with me. Uh, but it was something about ego. The ego is not, yeah. okay, so there's a there's a frame of, of mind. People say uh, you're a sum of all your experiences in life. You're not just one thing. You did one thing, let's say bad, uh, but you're not that bad thing. You're a sum of all your experiences and there's ability to, you know, recreate who you are almost every day or in a lot of different circumstances. And the takeaway was something to that deal with that. Again, I don't have my notebook in front of me, so I don't know if I can articulate this properly, but you know, your ego is, um, it was something about ego and I'm sorry. I just, uh, I'm I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck it all up. So I'll come back to that thought, but just one thing every time. And then, from the big ones, so that's that was my second point to use it for mental health. I really think that just the reset nature. It, I just I feel so much better even the day after, and then for weeks, weeks on end. And what happened on the last one that led up to my birthday? It was probably two weeks, anxiety riddled. Uh, Everything is something bad's gonna happen. Either we're gonna get invaded by another country. This country's falling apart. We're gonna be turning guns on each other sometime soon. Things are gonna be getting so bad. Oh man! I, oh, I'm the beauty. I'm gonna lose one of my kids. Just I know it's coming. I know the universe is gonna take this one from me. Like I don't. I, don't, oh, I can't stand these feelings. All oh, this pending doom, and it got not overwhelming, but just a constant and regular thought that wouldn't stop wouldn't stop something bad something for about two weeks and I was like okay it's been six seven weeks since my last uh my last experience so let me go just get right with myself and my brain and I did that on my birthday and then just a few weeks ago so and been feeling great ever since just like those thoughts are I'm not gonna say gone but very very much minimized So I have control kind of of my anxiety and it helps me focus a little bit better. It helps me realize I need to get as much done as possible for work and not let things build up and don't sweat the small stuff. So I feel way better. And then when it comes to just uh, those deep, deep traveling, jumping through stars and and just seeing a different perspective of the universe, those big ones, those heroic trips, I had four or five last year and one so far this year and it's only going to be quarterly or less I think as I figure out how I'm going to continue my my psychedelic experiences and formulate, you know, my perspective on life and, and my own well-being I think four times a year would be the very maximum I really go to to that next level and I built that up through some of those heroic trips like one of which it was right at the beginning of the pandemic so it was like March 20 somethingth last year I'm sitting there and at one point I'm standing in my hot tub naked just snot and tears running down my face and I'm at battle with myself and what came to me that one specifically was all the men who were to have been influential in my life Let me down on the highest of levels. My mom's brothers; one of them's—he's a a schizophrenic. He's in a home, so that makes that's part of my anxiety too. How far removed is my brain from that schizophrenic brain? That's that's pretty close relation, so it makes me think. You know, while I mean, I'm past an age where schizophrenia would have set on, and I've used enough drugs to where if I did have schizophrenic tendencies, like it, it would have definitely kicked in. But that that sense. Isn't that far removed? So there's some natural uh, crazy thoughts, I guess, just in my in my genetic stream, and that's probably true to some extent for for everyone. But nonetheless, I uh, you know I had something I'm not going to divulge, but I got another uncle who is not the greatest of individuals. He you know he had an influence on my mom, which had an influence upon me, and then my 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 mom's dad kind of bounced on his three kids so like that male influence is gone my grandma remarried my granddad gary that's my that's my grandpa like that's i lived in his basement multiple times throughout my life i fell down the stairs to that basement as a little baby so but like he's just a real quiet docile man didn't ever really stand up for himself so as far as i knew a man's Who holds down his household and supports his family also sits back quietly and observes that's kind of where i get some of that from in my life you know and i realize now no we need to speak up we need to support and love and you know give forth our our best you know everything toward towards our family so uh, none but then my dad my stepdad my stepdad my mom's next baby daddy like my next stepdad, like it's just all these different men who are supposed to be influential weren't they weren't there for me and i went to battle i went to battle and i'm standing there in my hot tub and just they all came at me they all came at me and i fought them all off and i had just this deep and intense conversation with the universe i was like my kingdom is pure all this perversion all these fucking scumbags all these people who defiled my mother or myself really had an impact and should have destroyed our lives, but I was able to fight through. And I have fought through and won every battle you've thrown at me. So I was basically, I was pleading with the universe to make make it easier in my life, not by making life easier, but by presenting me with better choices, and more reasonable alternatives, to, to things. And since that instance, I've been able to kind of focus more on the, the big, broad picture of generational legacy what, and what I'm doing right now today to impact my grandchildren who are so far from being born. It's not even in the realm of thought. My oldest son's not even four. So those are, that, that takeaway, that one was powerful as I'm just fighting Fighting my internal, my internal self, and just going to battle with the universe, and bringing up all my circle. I'm like, and this this individual helped them with this, and this individual. So I'm, I'm just really just talking to God. And if you were there watching, it looked like I was just a, a crazy person in my hot tub talking to a tree. But it was so much more than that. And without being able, with you know, without experiencing this, you're not going to be able to fully relate. But I would, you know, hope pique your interest to to look into to that type of stuff. So since that one, that was my first heroic dose. And since then I've done several more. I probably did five, four or five really big ones last year that culminated on on New Year's Day this year of the the, the biggest one yet. But it's really helped me gain just perspective on humans, human nature, human interaction, and my role in that Throughout my whole life, up to today, and what I can do moving forward, um, as I, as we you know basically work towards death, you know, and what what are the potentials to come next? It really has my mind open on the next steps and the way I need to uh, carry myself throughout this this life, this realm of existence. So when I get to the next one, I'm a little more prepared. So the the looking through into the great beyond. St- st- Staring up and being a part of the stars, becoming part of the stars and seeing souls of people past and bumping into new souls and bumping into souls that you thought was a good idea to leave behind. uh, But they come and haunt you positively or negatively. uh, The deeper the deeper into your own psychology you get. So, again, two things just for mental health. Regular every six to eight weeks, small doses of mushrooms really helps me feel better, be the best version of myself, communicate on a high level, be there for people without, you know, that's taking care of self. Self comes first. If you do not take care of yourself, you cannot take care of your relationships. If you can't take care of your relationships, you're not going to be able to take care of well relationships can be professional or personal let's say personal if you can't take care of your personal relationships that's going to flow into your work relationships if your work relationships are poor you're not going to be able to make any money if you're not able to make any money you're not able to survive the way our society's set up right so i got to take care of myself and the best way i know to take care best way i'm learning to take care of myself is um, cannabis product use helps just helps me physically feel better Uh, and and just relieve inflammation helps, you know, and whether I need to, to chill or whether I need to focus, I got something for each of that. So that helps mixed with every month and a half, two months, a nice psilocybin use just a, a few hours to myself after the family's all asleep out in the backyard, staring at stars, those, that's my day to day. That's my medication that, you know, I don't pop pills. I have recently stopped drinking. I'm two, I think over two, maybe, maybe closer to three weeks without having a drink that got to be a problem and not in a problematic way. Like I had a few drinks on my birthday and went to bed, felt sick and decided that, uh, I need to stop drinking. My gut biome's not right. My stomach's not right. Just, uh, I need to, you know, healthy gut, healthy mind. I really need to clear all that. So I'm just taking a, an indefinite break from drinking. I don't think it's forever, but even little stuff, like I'll come home from work, pour up just one drink. I'll have one drink a night. It could be strong, could be just regular one, whatever. I'm having one drink, but I, I take it from the dinner table. Then up to put my kids to bed. Now I may or may not be drinking it while I'm putting them to bed, but the fact I carry it from the kitchen up a full flight of stairs, where the drink is not the focus, the kids are the focus. So I don't even want to. Because and then I remember like seeing my mom drinking and her friends drinking often all the time, and that gave me a false sense of what how to socialize properly with the use of alcohol. So I decided well, maybe it's better if I just at least take a break for now and at least until I get some of the stomach issues taken care of because things are not right down there. So I really need to, you know, just get some medical consultation. I was going to the VA for medical care and the way they've treated me, I will be using the VA for my blood work every year. And that's, that's it. I'm not there. They've tried to kill my stepdad for as long as I can remember. As far as I'm concerned, VA is, they're trying to kill me too. I'm not, not. I will never get a surgery from the Department of Veterans Affairs. I no, have nothing to do with it. Um, and what I had going on in my gut, I think it's gonna. It does. It requires some surgery. So I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna go to a civilian doctor and really explain that to them. I've never had an experience outside of military or, or Veterans Administration healthcare. At, you know, besides my wisdom teeth being pulled in high school. So I need you to take care of me because I'm coming at you and I don't know what to expect. So I want to be able to, to uh, express that. Um, so yeah, so my everyday, just day-to-day well-being, small doses of psilocybin, and I, I do that just on, on my own. You know, Wife and kids are asleep. I got a few hours before I'm going to be asleep, and I take that time to really get in my head, really reset the thoughts, have clear thoughts, nice meditation. Uh, and, and try to end it with as deep, deep, thorough overall head to toe stretching as I possibly can. And I really feel better. And then when it comes to, you know, actually jumping up into the stars, just, uh, you know, two, three, maybe four times a year, really like to go gain some really in-depth perspective. Uh, and that helps me reach all the way back through my, my the, as far back in my DNA chain as possible to connect that to myself and also see what, you know, we're obviously everyone listening right now, your DNA chain, you're a survivor. You've made it through your ancestors, made it through the worst, the worst possible times, the harshest environments, you know, from way back all the way to now. All right. Humans got this knack to survive and we are uh, all of us walking the earth today are, are the best of the best, uh, of the DNA that was to have passed on. So it really helps me connect with that and also focus on leaving something behind because eventually our time on this earth will end. So again, I guess my whole point on this was dealing with depression, anxiety, or just general mental health, uh, I'm anti, I guess that maybe I could have started with this, I'm anti-prescription like, drugs. I don't pop pills, I don't like the idea of chemically repairing yourself, you know, I would love to see Western technology mixed with Eastern medical practices—a lot more holistic approach to bodily repair. I don't, you know, we got this thing in, in capitalism where our, our our medical and prescription drugs they it, it's 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 an industry of itself, and they're involved in political decisions. And hey, let's throw a pill at it. Oh yeah, you're sick. Throw a pill at it. You're sick. Throw it. No, we need to work on health, wellness, and repair through natural means, to take care of yourself, to be here for the longest amount of time. I'm not worried about the coronavirus. I'm a young, healthy, adult male. You may need to worry about the coronavirus if you have underlying health issues, if you're an older individual. And I will respect that. And I will wear my mask at the grocery store. uh, that that's that's about as far as it goes i'm not going to be forced into anything else any other line of thinking any other scare tactic and it blows my mind people who are falling into this. Our government, our media has a you know, blatant and historical record of lying to the people. So I'm not just all of a sudden going to start believing you. That went out the window a long time ago. As a government insider for the vast strong majority of my adult life. I know how that shit operates and I can see through all your bullshit just through intuition. And all of this helped brought to light via clear thinking with, uh, with psilocybin use. Um, that's, that's where I'm at these days. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hit up, uh, granddadsbasement at gmail.com. Go to www.granddadsbasement.com. Submit some, some questions or, or inputs. If you want to get at me, I'm, I'm reachable. But on that, I'm, uh, I'm gonna get up out of here. So everybody be cool. Check on a vet and hug your loved ones. Cheer. Yo, before I actually kick out of here. If you've listened this long, uh, I presume you got some type of interest in what, what the goings ons, but I was just talking to, uh, to vet Cody, um, uh, tonight and there was something that, that, that came up in our conversation. And then I was listening to another podcast on my ride home and they started talking about the, uh, the use of psilocybin in re- brain repair, uh, brain cell, brain tissues, uh, and it's just its overall effects on uh, well that that's what that specifically was was talking about in that podcast. But then I got to thinking about you know just some other studies about uh, used in depression, depressive cases, uh, maybe some PTSD cases. But I know that MDMA. I think that maybe ecstasy. I could be wrong, uh, but MDMA. Uh, I don't even know what uh, the molecular words that, 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 that those form. Um, uh, Science isn't my thing, but there's, uh, there's studies on a lot of benefits for that. But I was thinking, I was just talking to uh, vet Cody and he was uh, he was talking, we were talking about head injuries and how uh, his brother had some head injuries and I got him talking about my head injuries and I got knocked unconscious two times my senior year of high school. So this is 2003. And, uh, I, I, I feel like that really impacted me, uh, just, and I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. I'm not going to go into, I'll go into details, uh, later on, but, uh, I had, uh, two head injuries, like severe head injuries. I was knocked unconscious twice in the same year. So that was, uh, I feel as if, as I really think back where I'm at now and analyze myself, my, my brain health uh, and my, just like and my, my body my mind and body connection, mind and muscle connection, just things I can visualize, just the way I, I'm, I'm feeling and y'all look towards life I mean well one, my brain's been fully formed for several years at this point uh, but also like I remember feeling even as recently in my into, my into my 30s like issues with my brain activity like I would I would randomly be standing in the middle of my office and uh, in, in minneapolis when i was working uh, at the air card like i would be at a stand-up desk like just standing up working but then there would be like a half second or a second gap or who knows really how long where i would just be standing in the middle of my office not in the corner at my desk where my desk was I'd be standing in the middle of the office like the hand on my hips like Okay, how'd I get here? Was I going somewhere? What what just happened? I would end up just like going back to work. Like, okay, I don't gotta go to the bathroom, so why, you know, how did I get here? So I think there's that, and there's, I would lose balance sometimes. And, and, and I, I'm athletic, so I'd always catch myself like I wouldn't fall, but I would find myself losing balance from time to time and felt like I shouldn't have lost balance when I did. It would be a little confusing, therefore potentially a little scary. So, like, what the what the fuck? Like, why did, why did I just fall? Like, I understand what just happened, but the way, my understanding of gravity, that shouldn't have happened. So those would happen to me multiple times throughout the year, like, and into my 30s. And uh, there's, I mean some some research pointing towards psilocybin can help repair brain injuries and as I really think about just my mind and brain and body today at my current age modern day right now right now today like I feel very clear and very clear and have for for months, since, since microdosing for over a year, just felt a, a sense of clarity of the mind, very clear thoughts, very, very understanding of the things that are happening in my surroundings taking it all in and being able to really relay situations the, the, the way it is and, and really set up things to be as proactive as possible, uh, in my life. <clears throat> so I just wanted to say that real quick. I think there's been a lot of benefits with, uh, with that. Uh, and just just myself, and I'm just com- completely speaking anecdotally. You know, I don't recommend. you you know you do anything you're uncomfortable with I don't stand by the use of of illegal drug use Uh, if you're in a place where perhaps it's legal and you're so inclined to do the research I recommend starting with a low amount of research and working your way up to to a high amount of research but anyways I was uh, I was coming upstairs I want to go back I was talking about OCD tendencies too this is something I do every single night I I, I secure I secure my house, you know. I secure the perimeter of the crib, like everything's safer if I'm on the perimeter. Just, but I check it out. There's but there's a door. I go, I lock, and I go lock another door. I go, then I can't ever remember if I lock that first door, so I go back through a locked door. Or sometimes I don't even close the door. I'm like, hold on, I gotta go check. Every night I go, hold on, I gotta go check on that on that other door that I just think I lock, but I lock it every single night walk through another door, and then go back through the door I just walked through to check on, on the other lock, and it hasn't failed me yet. Like you know what I'm saying? Like every, everything's safe. We're, we're we're all good. Everything's everything's locked down, but but uh, that's just uh, the O C D stuff and I and I laugh at myself and and that's just the, the little stuff. If it doesn't affect me, I don't know, maybe, you know, and who knows as life goes on, maybe it'll progress, but I, I, I foresee not. I uh I think I got control of things. But anyways, I'm gonna for real get up out of here. Everybody be cool. Check on a vet. Check on yourself and hug your loved ones. Man, this is some super forky dope shit, the type of shit that's making niggas know this. I'm that motherfucker that you won't smoke with, put your glasses up, you bout to make some toasts. Burst first first. first. am glad that my ass is alive, everyone who knows me knows I'm known for straight busting these dimes. What up, stick? You know I miss you, my nigga. I got some marijuana just waiting out, wanna hit a quitter, my nigga. Lucas, I know you. No shit, but holler at your home bro. These kids is getting grown quick. Quinn, what up fam? Keep your head out of that gutter. Truth be told, when it comes down to it, I'm here for you, my brother. Coley yo, what's happening? He really know about day one. Now you's a daddy and I's a daddy. Get it for our daughters and a sons. What up Moose? up? what's good? We done came a long fucking way to be the man I am. I gotta hug your man. you, man. Know I always got a place to stay. Welcome to the basement. Welcome to the basement. Welcome to the basement. Welcome to the basement.